Good morning, my friend. Come on in and pull up a chair. Welcome to Brother Scott's Bible Breakfast. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Uh, and I say us because today I've got my lovely wife of 28 years with me. Uh, y'all say good morning to Miss Jennifer. Good morning. All right. It's good to have her with us. Today we're talking about um, influences. Uh, I thought of this a few weeks ago. I try to have a, a prayer time every night before I go to sleep. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, I decided I just wanted to pray nothing but prayers of thanksgiving and praise. And so I did. And and then I did that again last week, but I found myself just thanking God for the people who have been influential in my life, people who have helped make me who I am today, people from my childhood, family, teachers, coaches, preachers, church members, and so on. Uh, I'm so thankful for the people that molded uh, me and, and invested in my life. Now, none of these people officially mentored me. Now, there's nothing wrong with mentoring. I've, we've taught classes at church on mentoring. However, uh, I never had anybody say that they were going to mentor me. I, I've never been fem- formally mentored, and I've never really mentored anybody else. Now, there are people I consider my mentors, and I've certainly poured my life and invested in others. Uh, but it's been my experience that it's more of an organic process than a rigid, appointed event. Uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. I'm not criticizing that. But I think we will find, if we really think about it, that people have influenced us uh, as we simply do life together, going through the ups and downs and the ins and outs, the good times and the bad times, how we act, how we react. Uh, You may be uh, aware of it. You may be unaware of it. Uh, But people have influenced us and we influence others. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He that walks with the wise man shall be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Um, Jennifer's got a great story that I want her to share about about influences. Tell us about that. So growing up, my father was from Fork Union, Virginia, and his parents and his brother still live there. And Once or twice a year, we would take a 12, 13-hour drive up to visit. Those are some of my sweetest, my best memories, the time we spent with family there. Um, But, of course, you would know that their accent is much different from ours. And it used to just tickle me to watch my dad during that 12 to 13 hour drive. I would say about halfway through, his accent began to thicken and he sounded more and more like my grandparents and my aunt and uncle and cousins. Um, And to me, it was just such a, a sweet, Um, testament to the influence they had in his life of what home meant to him so much so that even in a phone call sometimes when I would hear him talking to his family his accent would change because that was his love language I think he would say and so we can definitely apply that to our lives in that 
we're more heavily influenced by the people around us sometimes than we know, and we're much more of an influence than we know we are that's at good. times. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals." Uh, there's always been a big debate between nature and nurture. Are we born with certain dispositions and attitudes and personalities and, uh, and our character? Or are we molded by our surroundings and our life experience and the people? Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, Iron sharpens iron, so does man sharpen man. Um, I believe it's more on the nurture side that, that people influence us and we draw uh, from those influences. Um, did you have something you uh, from Titus? Were you going to uh, talk about those verses? Oh, yeah, I sure was. So just like you said that there was never a formal, quote-unquote, mentor in your life, there were many people who did just that, and so that's the same truth with me. Uh, I very well remember growing up, spending every Friday night with my grandmother Garrison, um, sitting on the porch swing, watering her plants, walking to visit neighbors. And every night before we would go to sleep on those Friday nights, she would ask what our favorite Bible story was. And then she would read it to us. And I think I probably know more about those Old Testament stories than most anything I've studied, simply because I heard them over and over again. The same with my grandmother Foster. Even though I only saw her once or twice a year, she was never afraid to say the hard things, to ask difficult questions. And until I made a profession of faith, my Christianity in the plan of salvation was part of every every visit. She was so concerned that I would spend eternity um, with her in heaven. I think back to a Sunday school teacher I had as a teen, how at the end of every lesson, she had us hold hands in our class. And that may seem like a really small thing, but it made it personal. It made it feel like family and like this was something that really mattered. I think about um, the pastor's wife at Belden and how when I was... Uh, big pregnant with Grace, and I was chasing Sarah Ann as a toddler, she pulled me aside and gave me some parenting advice that really shaped the way I parented my children over their lifetime. Um, I think about my Sunday school teacher now, what she pours into every lesson. Um, I think about one of my dearest friends, one of my firmest encouragers, just somebody I love to be with, and she's old enough to be my mother. And I think about all the influence that's wasted when um, people look through the lens of, well, you're not in my quote-unquote age group, where you're not going through the same part of life together, and what is what is missed and overlooked, uh, what we don't get to share, maybe 
as someone older and wiser and what we miss by refusing to be influenced by others who are older and wiser. That's exactly right. That's one of the mistakes we make in our churches is segregating people and and a lot of young ladies, as as it says in Titus, uh, let me read that passage. Um, Speak these things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Older men are to be temperate and dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love and perseverance. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips or enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, uh, be workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so the word will uh, will be honored. we need to be around people that can influence us for the Lord. It's uh, it's an overlooked uh, uh, and ignored responsibility, and really a command from Scripture uh, to uh, to be influencers. So why is this so important? Why are we talking about this today? Here's the main reason: we have been trusted, if you are a believer, with the gospel, and uh, nobody's going to listen to us if we are a negative influence. If we are not being influencers for Christ. And if they don't know that we care. That's right. Uh, and, and, and listen, this what Maya Angelou, the famous quote from her says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made mm-hmm. them feel. And uh, so since we've been trusted with the gospel, uh, we need to be aware of our influence as we go about our lives. That's why it's so important. We have been influenced by people, yes, good or bad. I've learned from uh, a lot of bad people I've worked with and and, and a lot of hard people, a lot of mean people and and senseless people that I've worked with. I've learned a lot. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to hurt people like that. I want to make people feel special. I want to be an encourager. So... uh, Let's go back. One other thing to say there is to never minimize the influence that you have on any kind of social media because those people that or likes or follows or whatever happens, those are individuals many times. And um, you should guard your words and guard your influence there. Absolutely. I've, I've said it many times from the pulpit that I, I, one of the things I cherish most in my life is my influence. Uh, I don't want to do anything or say anything that's going to put up a wall that when somebody's life falls apart, they're, they're facing uh, temptation, they've fallen into sin, their life is upside down, the wheels are in the air. I want them to feel like they can come to me and trust me. So uh, it, it's so important. So uh, let, let, as we pray this week, let's be aware of how we go, that we are definitely being influencers. Uh, you're going to influence somebody positively or you're going to influence somebody in a negative way. And you have a big responsibility to pass that on to your children as well, to send them out like arrows in places that we can't go, knowing that they're an influence as well. That's right. So here's the word for this morning as you start your week. Uh, Let's all do our best to be influencers for Christ, for the gospel, as we go about our week. Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this time with our friends. God, I pray you'll help us all, Lord, to honor you this week in the way we act and the way we react, the way we treat people, the things we say and the things we do. 
that Lord, we carry with us the gospel message. And if we, uh, if we want to be heard, God, we must treat people in uh, the way we want to be treated. So God, I pray for my friends that you'll use them mightily. You'll give them some divine appointments so they can influence someone for the cross. God, I pray for my friends that you would prosper them, that you would bless them. And uh, God, that we would honor you with our lives and what we say and what we do. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for stopping by and visiting with me. I'll meet you back here next Monday. God bless you and have a great week.